In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk filmy to me. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Talk Filming to Me podcast, the film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. We're recording live using Squadcast, where each and every week we drop a pod on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever good podcasting services are found. That leads me to my hosts for this pod. I'm going to start with my originator, the guy who I started this podcast with two and a half years ago, nearly 200 episodes down. Here's the finest man in music of film Twitter, John Descomento Crick. How I you doing, buddy? I feel old now you just said that, but yeah, I'm all good just enjoying the old lockdown with some movies how about you shaved your head i see i uh, yes yes we're about four weeks in in the flint household and yes i've gone a bit stir cray cray and shaved the head um i can only describe myself as a love child between vin diesel and ming the merciless <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's not that bad really hair grows and everything else um although i've had a load of insults and that's just from my kids anyway talking about my flash gordon more like my brian blessed jamie hannon how you doing buddy I'm doing very well, mate. Keeping myself entertained. I suppose as uh, film and TV fanatics like we are, this is a good time to catch up on some stuff, isn't it? Nice. What have you been watching? I've been binging a lot of TV series. Uh, the the 100. Uh, I think it was ranked in the top 20 or top, top 20 TV series to binge, and it's about uh, human civilization that was out in space, crashed down, uh, came back to Earth uh, to see if it was inhabitable after a nuclear war, which is quite cool. That's a bit grim. Uh, I started actually watching Tiger King after your folks' recommendations yeah. last week. What do you reckon? Amazing. And what do you think? I'm. It's batshit crazy, but I still can't get over the fact that this dude has a fucking like two albums, <laughs> and it's just that when it opens up with that, I saw a tiger, dude. The, no, he's no, not no, bad, no, is The it? best thing about you know that's not him. That's he. That's a session singer. What? It's not even him singing. No, it's not. Oh. It's, it's, John, it's the lead singer of Creed. Don't lie to me. <laughs> he didn't write the songs and he didn't oh. sing on them, but which makes the whole thing even funnier, oh. I think. Oh, John, you've just broken me a little bit inside. Eh? Oh, mate. I saw man. <laughs> Come on. you got to love it. Uh, what else have you been watching, John? What's been, what's been going on in the Crick household? Um, I've been watching a horror movie every night at 10 o'clock on BBC One. It's No, that's a... Poor taste, but uh, yeah, no, I haven't watched a whole lot really. Just uh, a couple of movies caught up with ones, you know, the ones that kind of pass you by, like I Tonya, which mm. I'm getting, I'll get onto that as a Netflix recommendation. Um, and yeah, I'm also going to go on to Louis Farouk's interview with Mr. Joe Exotic from Tiger King because what, yes, there is a Louis Farouk documentary from 2011 of Joe Exotic, uh, featuring. Uh, and apparently it's amazing. And Louis Frew is the originator, isn't he, of these batshit crazy documentaries. So we must all watch that uh, if you want just a little bit more of Tiger King. And, by the way, did you know they're actually releasing another episode of Tiger King? What? Like, there's more to be told? There's <laughs> another episode coming out uh, soon on Netflix. I don't know. They must have had more hours of footage and cobbled something together, but... Give the people what they want, I suppose. Well, have you noticed recently <laughs> on Netflix? I mean, I'm 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 a sucker for good analytics. I like it when they start they start showing this top ten thing. They'll stamp on the tile, 
And if you go on to the desktop version, so on your TV, it'll just say top 10. But if you go on the desktop version of Netflix, it will tell you the number. And Tiger King has basically been number one in the UK <laughs> since it fucking launched. It's absolutely insane. Um, and yeah, also, have you heard, like, there's a tiger who's actually, that's actually come down with the coronavirus in New York. Like, this is actual, like, news going on in the real world. Mm, everyone with a cat is shitting themselves yeah. now. <laughs> and Joe Exotic sitting in prison going, I told you. I told you they're dangerous. <laughs> anyway, let's let's crack on then. Searching the tiles, we have searched the internet to bring you the best films the streaming services have to offer. Whether that's new classics or bona fide originals, we are here to tell you what is worth your cold hard time and more importantly, your cold hard cash on the new cinematic releases that would have been in general release. We are going to talk about films that are on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and as aforementioned, the latest cinematic drops that should have been in the cinema, but we're all in isolation. So boys, last week we reviewed some quite good shit. You introduced some good stuff to me. Um, I'm going to introduce something to you. On Netflix, there is a new film available called The Platform. It is a Spanish-speaking movie mm-hmm. that's been dubbed over. Uh, essentially, though, this film is it's like the, it might as well be called Metaphor for Society. You know, it's one of those horror films that kind of has a pointless ending. I don't, I won't, I won't drop about the ending, but you know what I mean? Like it just, it literally has no fucking ending. It just abruptly ends. Oh, right, yeah. So it just cuts off almost like mid-scene sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, we don't know what happens to them. Yeah, pretty much. So it's kind yeah. of set in the future. The idea of this is that prisoners volunteer or they some people get volunteered or some people get sent there via prison to this basically massive facility, which is hundreds of levels. So imagine this underground bunker that's hundreds of levels and you live on a, in a room that's like, 10 feet by 10 feet and the only thing that you have in this room is a big hole that you can see down all through the sections and essentially every 24 hours a platform will drop down with food on it now here's the thing the platform starts at level zero where it's literally a banquet of amazing food it's all you can eat it's absolutely glorious and the platform will stay there for about 10 minutes and then go down to the next level and that's how you get your food. And that means people on the lower floors are absolutely fucked. The people on the top floors live like kings. And then over a period of 30 days, that's how it is. And then every 30 days, they fall asleep and they wake up on a new level. So you could be literally at platform like 200 and literally there's no food there and you've got to go 30 days without food. Or you could be at platform two and you've got tons of food and everything's all good and you're living the life of Riley. There's something really fucked up about it. It's one of those like, I don't think it's going to birth a whole new line of movies, but it's pretty bold a decision they try and go with this. Um, Like I say, it's been dubbed over, but it's been dubbed over really well. But what's really off-putting is that it's been dubbed over almost too well. So like the the voice actors they find to dub over it, like they're they're really like amazing actors. Like you can really hear the tone and gravitas in their voice. But because it's not, it's obviously dubbed, so they're not necessarily saying the right stuff. It kind of feels weird. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you watch like a dub movie and like the accents are so fucking, like you couldn't imagine that person having that voice. That is not the case with this. Like they found amazing talent. Mm. Does it, 
Sounds oh, pretty wow. political okay. then. It's having a go at capitalism. Oh, John, you, you, you would have a fucking field day about this because it is just like, a yes, the people up top eat what they want and the people below don't get much. And essentially, you follow, you basically follow in the guise of one particular prisoner who is trapped there called Gronin. Um, essentially, he was he's in there uh, for... For, for reasons you do not know about, and I won't go into details because that might be spoilers for the movie. But essentially, during his stay, he decides he's had enough. Um, no one's listening to each other on any other floor. So essentially, he tried to get like messages down between floors saying, look, guys, if you give yourself rations rather than try and eat all you can, everyone gets a chance to eat. Obviously, in this climate right now, these messages hit home a lot harder than I think anyone would have thought when this film was originally conceived, uh, but decides to take action into his own hands. So he crafts himself a weapon and he decides to stay on the platform and ride it all the way to the bottom with the goal of making sure that everyone has a little bit of food rather than gorge themselves. That's essentially the plot to this film. Um Oh, right. So is he quite high up on the levels? Then, so he? he starts off quite high up and thinks this is all right. But then he experiences what it's like on the lower floors and realizes uh. that this is fucking terrible. And it's only when he actually gets up right near the top that he realizes actually it shouldn't be. The people at the top can eat what they want and people at the bottom can't. So, yeah, as you can uh. say, it's, it's a lot of it's very much on the nose in terms of the politics it's trying to push here. But it's told in a very interesting way. There's real suspense. Um, it is told very much like a horror film, a very sort of like a bottle episode of a TV show, if you will. And every time the platform drops, like there's this violin noise that gets played and it's almost reminiscent of like a, I don't know, maybe like a Hitchcock sort of zing, zing, <laughs> zing sort of thing. Like it really does like mess with you a little bit. I have a feeling this will probably be remade at some point in terms of, you know how like those classic foreign movies get remade for Western audiences? I think that might happen with this because I do think it's doing very well in terms of the sphere out there at the moment. It's currently got a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, I'm not so up on this, if I'm being honest, um, because I've got to be honest, the ending really fucking sucked for me. Um, it literally kind of peters out, and it's it's kind of like all sizzle and no steak from that perspective. But um, but how's that sound to you, boys? You into your horror, your suspense? I'm sold, man. That sounds really good. I'm going to give it a watch this week, and I'll let you know. Yeah. It, it sounds very much like one of my favourite uh, trilogy trilogies of, of horror films uh, called The Cube. Ah, yes. Uh, I love The Cube films. Um, and apart, it sounds certainly more more political than than horror field like The Cube was, but I love that whole sort of suspenseful and like weird construction sort of, you know, I, I, yeah, it intrigues me. I, I'll have to check this out. Yeah, give it a go. I mean, usually this is the part of the podcast where I go for all the talent involved in front and behind the camera. But I'm going to be very honest. My my ability to pronounce names is pretty fucking shit. But I do recommend you go on the IMDb page and look up these people because they are all very, very fucking talented. There is some, obviously, uh, some clear political undertones here but more importantly there's a real suspenseful movie it's fucking cleared up in terms of the award ceremonies when they were going on this very much was a front runner in a lot of foreign film categories and i think when you look at other films that have done very well in the foreign category space at the moment you know it's just it's just another flourish of great creativity so from a talk film with perspective i'll probably go three out of five like i say i'm not as up on the ending as most people but the platform available on netflix or originally called el ho if you are watching it on a 
Spanish-speaking language Netflix. So, John, what else have you been watching? Uh, I'm going to pick one. I won't go into as much detail because you probably a lot of people might have seen it, but it certainly passed me by in the cinema. I, Tonya. So Margot Robbie plays Tonya Harding. It's a true story about a figure skater who uh, she was really successful, but she's this kind of redneck kind of poor girl. So she didn't get as far as she maybe should have. And then there was a conspiracy where she uh, inadvertently injures her sort of main competitor in America. Uh, but yeah, this is Margot Robbie sort of playing the leads because we've seen her a lot in supporting roles, Wolf of Wall Street, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But she's such a good actress that it's really nice just to see her like play her acting chops. Um, so yeah, if you ha- if this passed you by like it did me in the cinema, because I always wanted to watch it, but I never got around to it. But uh, I got around to it this week and it is wicked. It's on Netflix. So definitely it's worth your time. Two hours bing bang bong lovely a lot of people i remember when this came out and um during the oscar race i think this got snubbed quite a bit at the time uh do you think it was rightfully snubbed or is it just one of those that it was just out with a, it was just came out at the wrong time uh i don't know if it's i mean she's brilliant in it margot robbie absolutely brilliant um I don't know what 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 won 2017. Uh, probably had stiff competition, to be fair. But it's she's just like exercising her chops. Like the the range of Margot Robbie is slightly underrated, isn't yeah, it? Man. Really, um, but she does an, an amazing job. And also, is it Alice, who's the who plays her mum? Her mum is an utter asshole, um, but in the best way possible. So, yes, but it's a great movie. Uh, I, I wouldn't begrudge her a, a nom- nomination for it because she is great. Nice. I think I agree with you. I think she is definitely one of the best actors going. Um, and, it's you know, yeah, she can do the, you know, the 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 hot piece of ass on the, on the screen as well, but she can mainly do as well a lot of other more more brevity to her role so i is just one example of that her ability to be to transform is absolutely incredible like she's pretty much unrecognizable in this film isn't she yeah definitely i wonder how much she le- had to learn she obviously is quite a good skater but i mean there was no like cuts where you're like oh oh they switched there doubles there because the moves that you see in this movie is you know incredible so but uh that was done really well but yeah, I'm going to have to look this up, like behind the scenes. Let's find out how, how good she actually is. I bet she, like, uh, you know, most actors these days probably got well deep into it and learned to be an amazing skater. Nice. So I don't think we actually reviewed this when it came out in the cinema because we had so many other shit going on at that time as well. What would you score it out of five? Oh, I'd probably go a. F- I'll probably go four, but I'm really, I'm tempted to say five, but I'm going to go four just because I think it was a really interesting way they did it. It's sort of like documentary, like, um, like they were retelling their story, but obviously all these people are still alive <laughs> and doing shit. So they're being represented in this documentary format, but it's not them, but they're retelling their side of things. Uh, so it's kind mm-hmm. of really interesting, um, and none of them come out of it that well. But they're all <laughs> so I'd love to. I want to see the do- documentary interviewing them, watching themselves how they've been portrayed because that would be fascinating. <laughs> uh, it's a really fascinating story. It's great. So Netflix, <laughs> go watch it. 
<laughs> nice that reminds me of there's a i think it's on netflix as well actually fighting with my family which uh steve merchant what movie, movie. Oh, uh, yeah. from last year we reviewed and um basically that's similar in terms of the people that the film is about are definitely still alive and probably still doing their profession in some size shape or form and on the red carpet they had spoiler alert her brother her actual brother in real life and if you've not seen the film skip forward about 30 seconds but basically her brother is a wannabe wrestler who doesn't make it and it's the sister who ends up going to get the big career um you know who is the star of the film and the star and one of the big stars of wwe even today and um on the red carpet they're like oh so was it weird seeing your life up there he goes yeah yeah he goes but come see it who knows does it do, do, do i make it do i do i become a pro wrestler and it's like dude you ain't a fucking like no one knows your name <laughs> like wrestling fans don't know your name yeah. you know, i think the, the clue's kind of in the truth there mate but uh yeah it's a bit like titanic isn't it <laughs> go watch it you don't know what might happen at the end they might make it <laughs> exactly exactly so um so yeah, well that sounds like uh yeah i hadn't had this passed me by at the time um i think we reviewed ladybird instead um at that time but yeah i tongue it we'll go check that out let's talk about disney plus um last week we talked about national geographic releases that are on there let's talk actually about disney itself um uh, what was a launch movie and made specifically for disney plus john i know you're a big fan of the live action remakes especially your love for the lion king <laughs> come on man show me a good one jungle book was all right wasn't it yeah jungle book was all right but they took that amazing technology to literally recreate animals in 3d environments actually sidebar for a second um there was a film that came out just before the world ended called into the wild it was a harrison ford movie um harrison ford still wants to go out there and make films even the shit ones and uh essentially the story this this whole storyline was about an old wilderness man who was living out in the wilderness and he had a dog with him that's the story of the film basically and uh this is it was a hallmark movie the reason why it's a hallmark movie uh actually it's fucking shit enough to be on the hallmark channel but um the, re- the whole reason why this film was a big hallmark was because this is the first film to contain a 100 cg character which was based on an animal and the motion capture for that animal was done by a person so legitimately they had a person do all of the acting quote-unquote for this dog in the movie so they had a dude in the fucking gray pajamas crawling around with harrison ford pretending to be a dog and watching behind the scenes videos of this is absolutely fucking gold right <laughs> that's right so I'll, I'll send links to that later i'll put it up on the twitter account but legitimately there but i mean that shows the range harrison ford has because he had a proper serious face which was like yes <laughs> i understand boy and this guy there like <laughs> it was fucking hilarious anyway sorry back to this um disney have decided to take one of their classic moves in the back catalog lady and the tramp and remake it specifically for the disney plus streaming service and it's now available on your disney plus account in the uk if you have not seen the story basically a family in uh i can't i think it's like st louis i think it's meant to be st louis in america uh and i don't know what year it's set in i think it's like jamie you're good at this sort of stuff what sort of era is lady and the tramp setting oh it looks around about the 20s i'd say 20s 30s maybe just before the, i think it's just before the war yeah 
It, it, it had that sort of feel to it. Basically, if you played Red Dead Redemption 2, probably around then. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, it focuses in on a upper-class family who get a puppy. That puppy turns out to be Lady, a nice little lady, voiced by none other than Tessa Thompson. Yes, they are. They're doing the whole talking animal thing, as they've done in the original cartoon. Uh, they get basically, yeah, you've seen the film. If you've seen, if you've heard Lady and Tramp, you've seen it. I don't have to tell you the synopsis. They've remade it for Disney Plus with live action uh, elements to it and use the same technology for films like the lion king to animate the animals the animals do not emote in this similar to as they don't emote in the lion king which is kind of a weird choice but the music and the songs kind of hide that a lot better than it did in the lion king jamie i know you've seen this as well what was your take on this yeah i mean it's, it's, it's as you said there it's uh it's very hard when you haven't got that emotive element to sort of analyze you know the, the deeper meaning behind what they're saying but actually yeah you're right the music I think lended itself more to this one, and I think you know dogs compared to maybe lions, for example, can be a bit more emotive with their eyes and their head tilts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So those very natural reactions as humans, we we quite naturally read a lot more into those. So um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. But I also want to give a shout out uh, in this film to Sam Elliott, who um, does the voice of Trusty. Oh, now I Sam agree, Elliott. Uh, I, I mean, I love Sam Elliott. Not only is he in it, but was obviously recently in A Star Is Born. He did the TV series The Ranch as well, which was mm. great until... He's got a voice like honey. There. Yeah, uh, that's it. He's just incredible. And also, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. He also starred in the film of The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Yes. Incredible. Yes. I think I think we have done a review of it. On we here, have. Actually, yes. Classic. Um, uh, but yeah, he's an incredible voice actor as well, and he does a really good job with Trusty. Yeah, so obviously, you know, we won't go through the synopsis stuff because, like I say, if you've seen it, you've seen it. But essentially, it it does pull on the heartstrings. But similar to what the other remakes have done in terms, of they take classic songs and maybe change them slightly. This yeah. does that, but it does it as omissions. So what I mean by that is, for example, you remember the Siamese cats? You know, the We Are Siamese. Yeah. That, that that song's gone. Now, it's probably gone because of cultural appropriation or, you know what, the world's moved on a lot since then. But you still, because, like, you know, at the time you would have seen it, you would have been in charge. You didn't fucking know that song was racist. So it, you you just see it as an omission. And, yeah. like, even, like, the, the banger, the song, he's a tramp, yeah. but I love him. Uh, there you go. You can have that one free. Um, they they – they they changed the lyrics. So instead of it saying he's yeah. a tramp, but I love him, implying that because he's a tramp, you know, he fucking slings it around, mate. Fucking male toxic masculinity has somehow invaded our Disney songs and they've changed the lyrics of that as well. So it's not even a case of saying that they love him because of how he swung it around. They'll say, but we love him because he's a scamp, you know? And it's not a big thing. Like, you know, grow up, who gives a fucking shit? It's still a good film from that perspective. But I don't know. I feel like it was missing some of the charms of what you hold dear and what you what you remember that film for and if you don't know what you remember it for then what's the fucking point that's my point i suppose from that yeah yeah I mean, they make a lot more of a reference to him being a loner rather than being a a tramp which maybe had some negative connotations to it doesn't yeah doesn't i mean it? i don't so want to get too political about it but it's just it's just like i want the shit i remember like if you're gonna remake yeah. something based on shit you remember then do the shit you remember otherwise don't bother and I think they could have just not bothered. It felt like they had a bit of money kicking around. I can imagine this wasn't as expensive as the other project, so it was never meant to be a losser in terms of putting it in cinema. They were never going to do that. This was just a, to drive forward some eyeballs towards Disney+, Plus, which, you know, great. We get this on top of it as well. A couple of things to shout out. Anyone who is a community fan will notice there are two community cameos in this film. Um, 
Loretta appears in this movie, as does none other than Cheng. So there you go. You could always spot out. Maybe I'm pretty sure yeah. that basically the entire cast of community are on some form of Disney Marvel retainer of just popping up yeah. in random like Marvel and Disney movies. Anyway, long may that continue. That's really good. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, it's a short film as well. It's always good for short films. I know, John, you, yeah. you're a fan of a 90 minute movie. This is literally the definition of a 90 minute movie. I do love a short movie, Bubble Boy. <laughs> i've got to be honest with you though john this is not bubble boy this is lady in the tramp although if they've done a crossover i for one would be there uh jamie I've, i was thinking three out of five do you agree oh mate spot on the only thing i will say is it should lose a star because as a result i'm now getting a dog <laughs> we're getting a, cock- getting a dog yeah we're getting a cockapoo puppy now and uh in about two months time so amazing yeah well, i'm only hearing about this on the pod live oh well i meant to mention to you before but i forgot uh but we uh, oh. yeah we're gonna make use of this uh containment <laughs> we're, we're at home might as well get a dog <laughs> there you go and i promise i won't go to sleep angry on you not telling me um so anyway that's our disney plus streamer for the last part of the show where we talk about films that are available that would have been on digital release and that's been expedited i'm going to talk about birds of prey this is a movie that came out in january it's starring one margot robbie again as harley quinn uh you know if you want to hear the full review listen to our podcast about that one that's a couple of shows back but that is now available for you to buy on amazon prime and i highly recommend you do so if you've missed this first time around this is a great opportunity to dive back in i promise you this is not the shit fest that was justice league this is something far more fun Uh, it's like suicide squad but a lot better there you go it's the only thing i can say for that i gave it four out of five back then and i'll give it four out of five now so birds of prey available on amazon prime going to bring out some games because you know what games are fun and i'm going to dust off a game that's been used across several different film podcasts it's called imdb keyword countdown uh, i think i first discovered it on ign but then when i googled it fuck loads of people are doing it because it is great fun essentially imdb have a bunch of keywords associated with each film some are very obscure some lead up to pretty fucking obvious ones i have taken 10 of those keywords starting with the most obscure one going down to the most obvious one and you've got to guess the film there is going to be a theme linked all of these films at the end if you get that number if you guess that word on that number you get those points so if you guess the film by the the eighth uh, by the third word in you're gonna get eight points does that make sense boys does that make sense yeah are we, buzzing, are we buzzing in <laughs> you basically just shout at me and I've got, little, I've got a little table here no 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 air, no no buzzers no buzzers. No, no buzzers. No. Just, just shout the word of the film. I'm sorry, Jamie. I know you've been practicing that all day. But um, we're going to go through an example one now. Okay, just make sure we're there. So this is so just an example. This is just an example. No don't worry. No, no worry. points in this one. Yeah. No points. Okay. No points. This is just for this is just for fun for this one. Then, then we start properly. Okay. So, terrorist plot. Uh, uh, die Hard. Oh, fucking hell, Jamie. You got it in one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's count that one. Let's count that one. Let's keep it going. <laughs> oh, he's, he's, he's got the fucking ukulele out again. He's brilliant. So just to finish off, just to finish that off, there was Skyscraper, Uniform Police Officer, Christmas Party, Held at Gunpoint, Tough Cop, Negotiator, Walkie Talkie, C4 Explosives, and Reference to John Wayne. Makes sense, boys? Yeah. Yeah, perfect sense. That wasn't a point, no. Let's start from now, shall oh, we? Oh, come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's too easy. All right, here we go. This, this, one's for, this, one's for, this one's for real now. 
Character name in title. Train. Boarding school. Oh, Harry Potter. Game. Harry Potter. I got there first. I got there first. Who's Harry Potter. I got there first. first. <laughs> <laughs> John's blaming lag. It is Harry Potter and the Sorceress Stone. I'll give that to you, Jamie. You got seven points. Yeah. Uh, the words that the other the other options you could have had was human chessboard, abusive uncle. Yes, there is a category page on IMDb for abusive uncles, uh, wizard, school of magic, troll, and Quidditch. Mm. Right, it's next cool. one. Go on, him. Popping a champagne cork, Costa Rica, flair, chaos theory, gene manipulation, power outage, fossil, human dinosaur relationship. There you go. There you go, Deska. You got three points. You got some points on the board. There we go. I'm liking the twang. Okay, next one. Private eye. Foreign language adapt. Oh, sorry, sorry again. Foreign language adaptation. Mental breakdown. Fear of heights. Pink Panther. Nineteen fifties. Surprise ending. North by Northwest. Older man, younger woman relationship. That's Hitchcock, isn't it? What one? One word title. Um. Nervous breakdown. (laughs) Vertigo. Yes. Got two points there, John. Amazing. Two. You're creeping back. You're creeping up. You're creeping back up on Jamie, though. Um, James, so currently we're at the halfway point. Jamie's got seven, and John has five. Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Voiceover narration. Attempted bombing. Reference to Abraham Lincoln. Abandoned house. Secret society. Uh, Olympus oh, has fallen. And- no, anti authority, um, a- angels and demons, Da Vinci Code, underground sport, what Mad Max, multiple multiple personality disorder, <laughs> shatter, shatter glass. Oh, what's it called? Broken glass, whatever. Shatter, um, um, insomnia, um, fighting. What I've, what? I've, I've forgotten all the, the original ones. All right, uh, no. Yeah, you've neither of you have got points. You're both you're both about to smack yourself broken in glass. the face. It, no, Jamie, it's not broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fight Club. Oh, come on, John. Oh, if I just get soap. Do you just had to say soap, and I'd been there. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So before we get to the bonus round, this is the penultimate round. Jamie's on seven. John, you're on five. Okay. Jungle. Character name in title. (laughs) (laughs) Mowgli. Fictional biography. Tarzan. Medal of Honor. Tarzan. Character appears on a TV talk show. George of the Jungle. Ping Pong. (laughs) A forest gum. Yes. Who got that? Oh, that's John. That was John. Oh, John takes the lead with 10. Boom. (laughs) Okay, so... Final part of the round, the bonus round. There is a theme that connects all these films together. You have 30 seconds to guess it. If you guess it, you will get 20 points. Well, can you read? So, uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Vertigo. Fight Club. Forrest Gump. They're all Hollywood blockbusters. 
They're all movies. They're all very good movies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tom Hanks is involved in all of them. No, come on now. Lucas, go. What's going? Oh, I don't know. Is it mental disorders? I will give you one clue, and then you'll have ten seconds. Think about the origins of these films. They all come from books. Jamie got it. Oh, this is... (laughs) Every movie comes from a book. Yes. Rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really enjoying that game. For the first time ever on this podcast, I enjoyed a game and you ripped it away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Bullshit. You're not getting any more guitars. Oh, he's going, oh, he's, he's, take my yeah, guitar you, and going home. You need I'm to find the other room. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, that was that was keyword countdown. We'll be doing other games on the pod at the moment. Jamie is ahead on the leaderboard with twenty seven <laughs> points. <laughs> So as part of the other stuff we're doing on our Twitter sphere is that we are doing a film club. Each week we are going to recommend a film for you guys to watch. Uh, we'll give you plenty of notice so you've got the week to watch it. And then we're going to ask for your opinions and comments and we'll talk about that specifically in this section. For this week, I'm going to lay the foundations on a film that has been available for about eight years, I think. Uh, for some reason, it didn't launch in the UK until last year. I am talking about Bong Joon-ho's Snowpiercer. This is available on Amazon Prime. It was released originally in 2012. Uh, it has got Chris Evans in this. No, Jamie, not the radio host. We're talking about the Captain America dude. And it's a futuristic movie set in the second Ice Age, predominantly on a train. It's very much a cult classic. It's available on Amazon Prime right now. Get on it, watch it, we'll announce it. We'll probably even do a what I'll do a watch along, tweet along thing throughout the week. And basically I'll give John and Jamie access to the Twitter account. God help me. And they will tweet as well their thoughts as we're going through it. And we'll talk about it next week. You heard this film before, boys? No, it sounds great though. No, wow, it is a cult classic. It took for some reason it took years. It didn't even get released to buy in the UK. I don't know why, but it was only in recent, like the last couple of years, it was available to buy, and then streaming services finally picked it up. It was one of those things that if you had a VPN, like the reason why you got a VPN was because you wanted to watch shit like Snowpierce on American Netflix, and it is now available for us to watch. Amazing. Awesome. So this time next week, we'll be talking about Snowpiercer. Get involved, watch the film, follow the Twitter account at Talk Filmy to Me. We'll be doing a live tweet along as we're watching it as well. Uh, I don't know when we're going to do it because most of our audience are actually based in America. So we probably should do it at a time that you guys are awake as well. But we'll figure that out over the next day or so. So there you go. Talk Filmy to Me Film Club Snowpiercer. Thank you so much for taking the time to download this podcast. If you've liked this, if you like the cut of our jip and you want to hear more, then click on that like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is that you get more content from Talk Filming to Me. Thank you to the good people at Podbean who have been promoting us over the last week. We appreciate all the comments that are coming in and keep them coming from everyone else. Uh, also, a big shout out to filmstories.co.uk who are currently, I think they're reviewing us at the moment and I think I've been told we're going to be promoted on there very soon. So a bunch of new people to boot as well. Get in contact with us on Twitter at TalkFilmingToMe and tell us what you like, what you don't love and what more you want to see. Jamie Hannon, first and foremost, buddy. Thanks for being on. How can people find you? Uh, on Twitter at Mr. Hannon in Space. Hannon in Space! John Descamento, the best music man in all of Twitter. How can people find you? 
you can find me at Descamento. And do I get some kind of uh, jingle from mine as well? Go on in, go on in. I'm sure you got one on the spot. Just, just spurt one out for me. Well, I thought you were going to do like a Hannon in space, but with with Descamento. Okay. All I'm going to say is that John has a Pond Five page, which <laughs> I go and steal his music from. And every time I listen to it, all I hear is a John's amazing music. Like seriously, it's fucking incredible. And um, but obviously, it doesn't want you to steal it, so it'll go Pond Five <laughs> every ten seconds. So your jingle, John, in my head is. Descamento Ponfire. <laughs> I like it. My wife actually loves the Pond Five man, so I think she, she might leave me for what for him one day. But there we go. Well, she uh, hopefully he doesn't have it where it matters, John. <laughs> I'm talking about his big heart, of course. Anyway, stay filmy, hang in there till next time. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>